Lights, camera, action. Welcome to the month of movies for February 2021. Ray. I'm Scott. I'm Jason. And, uh, and uh, this year we're trying to watch, uh, we haven't really thought of some mindfuck movies. Right. Uh, so movies that like really mess with our heads. We had a list of movies we haven't seen or haven't seen in a while. And we're going to watch all these movies that just mess with our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're going to do uh, for this year is uh, we're going to review them very quickly but then at the very end we're going to have a spoiler part where we'll go kind of more in depth and explain what happens in the movies so at Mm -hmm. that point we'll tell you not to listen if you don't want the movie ruined for you because most of the what the fuck moments are plot elements yeah and in order to explain the movie we have to ruin it yeah so like for example six cents you can't say what the fuck when you don't talk about you know Bruce yeah. Willis's character, <laughs> or Fight Club, but, or for for example, yeah, Fight Club. Yeah, it's like it's a movie about fighting, not really. No, if you watch the whole movie, you know what it's about. Yeah, but so, we have to spoil it to tell you that. So yeah, that's, and so the movies we're wa- watching for this month that are on that list, we'll talk about them a little bit. Yeah, but then at the end, we'll uh, after we get done with all the other movies, we'll uh, go into spoilers. So you got time to listen to the whole podcast before we ruin stuff. Yeah, in case there are. are thing intrigues and go i do want to see this and i go okay go ahead yeah but uh so first we'll we'll at least mention the movies we watched this month for the mind fuck ones Mm -hmm. uh jason had already watched sorry to bother you Mm -hmm. um which you saw in what 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 month uh november 2018 november 2018 Uh, i saw it uh just refresh your mind it's uh, a guy a black guy who is a telemarketer and uh, he uses a white voice to yeah. actually so it sounds less quote unquote threatening or you know more relatable to the buyers, and he kind of just rises rises the ranks in the business. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it to a point, like you said that that turning point, um, mm-hmm. and that's the when twist. I that's when I stopped liking it. <laughs> so I I gave sorry to bother you a six and a half. I gave it a seven back then. Okay, for well, probably a, the same reasons. <laughs> pretty close. Um, and what? I watched Vanilla Sky. Okay, did you watch that before? I, I I have seen it, but I had never saw it in the podcast. So okay. I I watched it again, um, with you. Oh, okay, yeah. So Vanilla Sky is a Tom Cruise movie where he is like. I'm trying to think of. He's like. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's like he's a being, super rich guy. He's being he's pompous. being interrogated for a murder that he committed, and he's kind. Of, they're kind of playing out what happened that led up to that murder. Right. So it's one of those that you see, and then they do flat like flashback of him telling what's happening, um, and his he's wearing a mask because his face got screwed up, and then like as you're watching the movie, there's like a car accident stuff, so you find out that's how his face got messed up, uh, but he is seeing one girl but likes another girl, and like it's a weird movie. Um, I did not care for this movie. <laughs> Correct. Um, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting so freaking bored with this. And then like, 
we'll talk about this at the end of the podcast, but there was the point where they revealed the stuff and it didn't fucking make sense. Um, I mean, it made sense, but it was stupid reveal. Um, I gave Vanilla Sky a five and a half. I, okay. So here's the problem that I'm going to have. I don't know if I should review it now or later, but I watched the original movie that it was. Oh yeah. Uh, called <laughs> Los Ojos, which is open your eyes. Um, and I watched that movie because I'd never seen it before, but I wanted to see because I'm like, Vanilla Sky is all right. I liked that one a lot better. I don't know um, because Vanilla Sky was the very Americanized version of this. Right. And it made me mad because Vanilla Sky, they pointed out everything for you and made sure you notice all these things where Abelos Ojos like, didn't. It just kind of had things in the background here and there and stuff like that. And it wasn't it wasn't as it felt the American versions felt so freaking cheesy with Tom Cruise being a piece of shit that he is like, and then I just like, this is my first time ever watching this movie, but I always remember it referenced because Tom Cruise just runs down the street yeah. in New York when there's no cars. <laughs> it's just like, cause he runs in every movie he's in. Yeah. But, it was um, like the most expensive scene in a movie because they actually had to clear out Times Square yeah, so like, you could run down it empty for a dream sequence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'll talk about both of them later. But uh, I gave Vanilla Sky a six, but I gave Aberlos Ojos a, f- a seven and a half. So I like that one way better. Yeah. Um, uh, another movie watched that uh, messed up movie um, because I, Jason had seen. Uh, sorry to bother you. And I have seen Vanilla Sky, so we both picked one that we both uh, saw years ago. We watched Jacob's mm-hmm. Ladder. Yeah, which I didn't remember any of it at <laughs> all. Like, I'm watching, I'm like, wait, this is a war movie? <laughs> like, I completely <laughs> forgot like every aspect of this movie. Yeah, so uh, the, the quick gist of this movie is that a man returns from Vietnam War, and he keeps having these, like, flashbacks of, like, all these bad things that happened um when he was at war and mm-hmm. uh, his, how his life has like with the death of his son like, mm-hmm. and like his life has fallen apart and his mind slowly starts like f- sort of figuring out that there's this weird conspiracy going on. Yeah. I like the movie a lot. Um, Tim Robbins is great. I love Tim Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Macaulay Culkin, that apparently was uncredited. It like he wasn't credited in the movie really, but he was in a lot of it. Yeah, he was the kid. He was his son. Yeah, but he, like he talked way more than I thought. <laughs> um, but I gave Jacob Slider a seven and a half. I also gave it a seven and a half. Nice. Uh, it was a good movie. Yeah, it's a lot of him, like PTSD kind of trauma from his Vietnam stuff, and then like the traumatic of his family falling apart because of. Yeah, stuff with his kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I gave it a seven and a half, Jacob's Ladder. Um, and then the next one I watched was Mulholland Drive. Oh, I forgot. We watched a lot of them this month. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, Mulholland Drive, which I find humorous because I just finished, like, Twin Peaks. Yeah. So, like, I just got done watching a whole lot of Mindfuck. Um and then I watched this movie like right after <laughs> and it's weird how some of the stuff ties together, but it's probably because he's just like, this is my world now. And like, 
David Lynch is just like referencing all these things in each other. Yeah. Uh, because parts of Twin Peaks reminded me of Eraserhead. Yeah. And when I was watching this movie, Mulholland Drive, I started seeing parts that reminded me of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, well, Mulholland Drive. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say a fun story with this. Uh, it came out in 2001. But mm-hmm. in 2000, he had shot a pilot um, of Mulholland Drive. That oh, was this going to be a show? Yeah, it was going to be a show. And they shot a pilot for it. And they're like, yeah, we love Twin Peaks. Uh, we don't like this. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> so then he's like, you know what? Screw it. And then so then he basically took a lot of the same cast and like just reshot it as a movie. So that's why there's so many like weird mystery things. You go, what is this going to be? What does this mean? And he goes, well, I would have given it to you all those answers in about a year or two. <laughs> right. So like he or said, even well, then you'd be like, no, you figure it out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I guess he shot it as a pilot and then the networks didn't pick it up. So he's, he reshot everything as a movie. Okay, so basically this uh, movie is this girl who goes to Hollywood and wants to become an actress and she's staying at her aunt's house or apartment or something. Um, and while she's there, this lady got into a car accident and ran and was in her apartment and she had a concussion and she's trying to help her. And then they're trying to unravel why this accident was a cover up. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, as well as her trying to become an actress and stuff too. Um, it gets really weird toward the end. Yeah. Um, I was really confused. Like the last chunk of the movie, yeah. I had to go online and say, what is going on here? Oh yeah. After okay. that two hour mark, when like things just like pull away and you go, all right, now you're going into this. Yeah. Whoa. It's like a separate like story. And you're like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk more about that once we get yeah. to the end of the podcast. I, um, I, I, I saw this in December of 2016. Okay. Uh, back then I gave it an eight and a half. I gave Mulholland Drive a seven. Okay. I thought it was good. It was a little weird and some parts of it felt very disjointed. And then like the turn in that part of the movie where things were like flipped, I got so fucking confused. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know. It was entertaining, but it felt for how long of a movie it was. There was a lot of stuff withheld. I feel, I, um, I think, but like this... you said, if it was because of the TV show, it makes sense because then you would, yeah. Have this stretched out for a longer period of time and more answers. I think this is either my first or second experience with David Lynch. So this is like the one that sticks in my mind. The first actually I think the first thing I saw of David Lynch was Lost Highway. Yeah, I still gotta watch that one. And then it's on the list. Yeah, and then I watched um I watched this like I think the second thing I ever watched of his. So like this one sticks in my mind very well. I think yeah, I think Twin Peaks was the first thing I watched, and after that was Blue Velvet. Okay. Which was in the podcast. Yeah. So now I'm just, like, getting full dose of David Lynch this year with all of Twin Peaks and then Eraserhead and now this. Like, yeah. oh, my God. That, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I did watch this during this month, too, but I didn't write it down because I've already seen the podcast. Right. But yeah, it's um, fun. Did you have another one? Because uh, I do. Possessor. Was that on the list? No, but I thought I, I thought that was a, a placeholder. Oh, um, well, the other one I watched was Donnie Darko, because that's on the list. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! For the shortest month, we watched the most. Yeah. Um, so I watched Donnie Darko. 
because I haven't seen this probably since college. Yeah, I watched this in October of 2020. Okay, yeah, because you watched it for the Halloween thing. Yeah. Um, so Donnie Darko, I don't even know how to explain this movie. But so this kid, Donnie, is like a troubled kid. And um, he has issues in school and all this stuff. And he's on medications. He's a psychiatrist. Um, and then one night, in the middle of the night, he gets up and follows this Frank guy. Um, so he follows and wanders out into the middle of nowhere. And uh, Frank tells him the world's going to end in so many days, so many hours, and all that. Um, and during this time, a jet engine falls on the house uh, right on Donnie's room. And then he gets home and they're like, oh, my God, we don't know where this thing came from. And then, like, it just follows Donnie from that point, um, making friends, making trouble, uh, trying to figure out who Frank is um, and all this stuff. I enjoyed this movie a lot. Um after not seeing it for a long time, I was a little worried because I'm like, it's probably not going to be as good as I remembered it. I um, quoted so much of it when I watched it in October. <laughs> and I was watching, I did too. Curious, like, I didn't know what that was coming up. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I don't want to be afraid anymore. <laughs> um, and then like the sparkle motion stuff. Um, I gave it an eight and a half. I, I like this movie a lot. We watched the regular version. I think it was um, seven and a half. Yeah. I didn't know if we should watch the... If, like, Carrie's never seen it, I'm like, I don't know if we should watch the director's cut. I know they explain stuff more, but it felt like there's a lot of unnecessary things in it, too. So mm-hmm. we just watched the regular version of Donnie Darko. So, okay, so you want to call Possessor as, as part of this list? I think because I that. The, the problem we're going to have is there's so many movies on there that we've already seen. Or there's so many movies on there that we can't get a hold of. So mm-hmm. I think if we just watch a bunch of mindfuck movies this year, like, because that way... Try we, to do as many as we can. Yeah, the list has 99 on there, but we watched... I've already seen, like, two-thirds of that list. Uh, and some of them are decent. Some I don't want to watch again. <laughs> right. But, or I saw some on the podcast already. So it's like, it whittled it down so far that I had like 30 movies to watch, but then you, you didn't see a bunch. So then like it made it to 40 ish, I think. Um, but some of them, like we can't find anywhere and they're out of print and some of that. So like, if we want to rent it for $10 to see a movie that we're not going to understand, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, so I'm like, I have movies. We have movies on hand that are, we consider messed up or heard that they're very messed up. So I put that, I put possessor on here as a movie that was a messed up movie. Okay. But. So, oops. I also watched Gone Girl, but I've already seen that one before, and yeah. I know that one's on this list as well. Same. Um, so, you watched it again this month? No, 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 no. Oh. I watched it again oh, okay. a few months back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched, yeah, I watched Gone Girl in December of 2014. Um, yeah. So let's talk about Possessor. I was looking. I saw Gone Girl April 2016. Um, so yeah, the only reason I watched Gone Girl is because Carrie's never seen it, and we we're trying to find something to watch. Yeah, which so, isn't the best movie to watch when you're uh, gonna get married. <laughs> yeah, but we both promised not to be like either of the characters. Um, uh, you want, I, I want to write books. Um, you want to write books? Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. But he uh, doesn't write books. She yeah. writes. No, she doesn't write books either. I know. The books are based on her. Yeah. Um, I thought she, I thought she did write a few books, but whatever. Yeah, they're called journals. <laughs> <sighs> I don't remember. <laughs> I saw it five years ago. Let me go. Leave me alone. <laughs> um. All right. So the movie Possessor, which, I mean, it this one doesn't really have spoilers to worry about. Unless, Except the very end, yeah. yeah. Which that's most movies, um, right? Uh, but it's this lady. You follow this lady who uh, works as an assassin, but they mm-hmm. jump into other people's bodies to assassinate the into their minds. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, so they possess. basically take control. Yeah. yeah, possess like the movie. Yeah. Um. So then, like, she goes into this one person. Like, right away, they, they show you, like, hey, here's how it works. And then the mm-hmm. next person, like, the main story of the, of the character, she, they jump into it. and then they But there's, like, an issue with her compatibility that the body doesn't really listen completely to what she's supposed to do. It was, yeah, it was okay. Well, basically what it is is she gets, she goes into a body of somebody who's close to the target yeah. to try to take them out. But she has an issue of using a gun. Well, because um, you're supposed to take yourself out, right? Afterwards, but no, but even like the murder, she was supposed to kill the guy with a gun, and oh, she yeah. like stabbed him, um, and stuff, and like it would have been a lot faster and cleaner if you would just shot him in the head. Yeah, and then he's she's supposed to shoot herself in the head to take her out of the body, and she can't. Uh, so yeah, you see, like right at the beginning, like here's an example of what this process is, and then the rest of the movie is her taking trying to like you see it from the beginning where she's like trying to get in and get information and get close to this guy to take him out Mm -hmm. most of the movies this it's not a second one but it's second one for us yeah and it's directed by brandon cronenberg which is david cronenberg's son i think yeah it's his son yeah who said he originally wanted to write books or something and then he's like oh or write comics or something like that. And he's like, well, that's what basically movies are. Yeah. So then he followed in his dad's footsteps, even though he didn't originally want to do that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of this movie. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. I don't know. I felt, I, I just, I'm sure that's the whole point, but I didn't feel comfortable throughout the whole thing. Right. Which is fine if that's what they're going for, but, that's not how I want to have fun sometimes. <laughs> it's so, like people who watch movies just to make themselves cry. Like, why do you want to do that? It's cathartic, I guess, but yeah. I don't know. This this was just like... But you're going to hear that a lot through this year is why we're watching movies that make us uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> They're called Mindfuck for a reason. Like, this, this one wasn't like, it wasn't too, I guess I mean, it was on the list, but it wasn't too mindfucky for right. me. So it was. I think it was just, just wrapping your head around how this process works of them like getting into like people into the brain kind of thing. Uh-huh. It's kind of weird. It took me a bit to wrap my head around how this stuff worked because I'm like, they still have to physically make contact with one of the people mm-hmm. to implant this chip or whatever it was. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, I think I think they like. Yeah, cause they yeah. They gasped and stuff of like that or whatever, kidnapped him. I don't know. 
right? And I'm like, you went all this work to that guy. You couldn't have done it to the other person that you're trying to kill. Well, it it really it removes any sort of like because if it, if this person kills these people, he's not gonna be like, well, I think this person way over here did it. You know, there's mm-hmm. no there's no chance of there's no like paper investigation. Trail. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Um, I gave the possessor a seven and a half. I thought it was entertaining. I gave it a five. Understandable. Middle yeah, of the there road. were parts of it that were a little slow. Yeah. And the ending was not as shocking as people made it seem to. I mean, I felt bad for the ending, but I did too. But I don't know if I would say I was shocked. I wanted I wanted to know what happens next. That's the thing I wanted to know. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you, I think they set it up to figure, like, you kind of know what's going to happen next. Well, I, mean, I just want to know someone's, re- like, the, a certain character's reaction to what happened once they figure I out. I can explain what happens, <laughs> but I don't want to ruin it. Okay. Um, there's a reason for all of that stuff. Um, but, yeah, that was Possessor. That was the last uh, mind, mind fuck movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, I don't know if you a lot. know. Uh, Eric, go ahead. So, um, I watched this movie in college. My friend Joey introduced it to me, and uh, I loved it. So, a while back, I saw it at a used place for like the ultimate edition, like three disc steel book for like five bucks. I'm like, I had to buy this, and I hadn't watched it in that long. Uh, so, if I sat down and watched it, it's a movie called Versus. It's I was going to guess it was Versus. <laughs> yeah. From uh, 2000. Um, so, the gist of this movie. And I wrote notes on this because I was having a hard time keeping up. Uh, so there's a portal. There's portals all over the world, I guess. Um, uh, but one of them, and it, it's like a portal to the underworld or whatever and some of that. Like sort of that, yeah, it's the underworld. Um, and there's this portal in the forest that revives the dead. Uh, and that like a bunch of inmates escape. And one of the inmates is a, a guy that was... Uh, a reincarnation of a samurai from years ago. <laughs> but uh, when he, the inmates escape, they come across these gang members that kidnap this woman. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to try fighting for uh, this woman and save her life and stuff. But then um, the reincarnation of an evil samurai guy uh, that his, like the main character is like nemesis from years ago, like the reincarnation of these two, they're fighting again and there's like zombies all throughout the movie. The movie's long. Like I thought it was like an hour and a half. I think it's like two, maybe two and a half hours. I can't remember exactly. Um, it's a lot of sword fighting. It's like a it's lot. Two hours. It's two hours. Okay. But it's, there's just a lot of sword fighting in that movie. There's not a lot of plot. Um, and then even at the very, very end, like after like one person wins, then they go. All right, here's the future where the two people are fighting again. So like you don't just know it's like a, a constant, never-ending cycle between these two that are just constantly fighting. Yeah, it's the uh, there are 666 portals that connect the world to the other side. Uh, these are concealed from all human beings. Somewhere in Japan exists the 444th portal, the Force of Resurrection. So yeah, the. Uh, it's just like <clears throat> then I love the cast when the cast says 
Who's his character? Eh, whatever. Like the main character is named Prisoner KSC2-303. And then there's a character called The Man, The Girl, The Yakuza Leader with a butter ni- Butterfly Knife, The Yakuza uh, r- Motorcycle Glasses. Rising, <laughs> uh, The Crazy Yakuza with Amulet, Yakuza with Glasses, Red-Haired Assassin, Long-Haired Female Assassin, One-Handed Cop, Samurai Warrior, Cop with Beret, or Barrett, maybe, I don't know. It's like no one has names in this movie, and I love it. <clears throat> I love when that happens in movies, when they're like, fuck it. It's just, that's the Yakuza guy that screams a lot or whatever. <laughs> Yakuza zombie in alligator skin coat. You know, remember him? Yeah. <laughs> and then one guy, uncredited, extra. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's Hideo Kojima. Holy shit. That's amazing. No wonder he's uncredited as an extra. He's the guy that created, um, uh, he, who created like the, the Metal Gear Solid games. Oh, okay. Holy shit. He's in that movie. That's amazing. Uh, that, that'd be my day. Um, I was like, yeah, he's an extra, but like he has a picture. I'm like, why does he have a picture if he's an extra? I'm like, oh shit, that name. I know Kojima. But anyways, uh, it's an okay movie. It's, it, it was a blast from the past for me, but no pun intended. Um, but it, it wasn't my t- taste has changed in the last 20 years. So I gave it a six. Yeah, it's a crazy off the wall, entertaining movie. No real. If you're looking for a serious movie, this is not it. No. This is just a fun movie. One of the guys, there's like, I can't remember if he was like, I can't remember if he was like a Yakuza or he's a cop. I think he's a cop. But then like, Whenever he tries doing anything, he ends up like just screaming and shooting <laughs> and shooting like zombies, and then like his face just keeps getting sprayed with blood. So like throughout the whole movie, his face is just constantly red, and he's just like running around screaming, and he looks like the uh, the Asian version of like John Leguizamo to me. <laughs> but yeah, um, the next movie I borrowed from my friend Eric because I borrowed a whole bunch of horror movies from him like probably nine months ago at this point. And he's like, watch this movie. It wasn't a horror movie, uh, but it's called Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Now, this movie, I don't, like, I I don't know. Like, I both want to watch more movies of this, David, or this, uh, is it David Sedaris that directed it? Andy Sedaris. Andy Sedaris. David Sedaris is the comedian. Uh, Andy Sedaris. He apparently does these, like, these really wacky eighties movies of like that, like just go too far into the cheesiness. So this is, this reminds me of Miami connection. It wouldn't. Yeah. I would not be surprised if like he was in the same, you know, fucking Malibu yeah. express. Um, but one of the main actresses is like a playboy model and they like, they, I think they use every reason they could find to have her naked in the movie. But, um, so this woman, she, I, I think she used to be like, and she used to be some sort of like law enforcement type thing, but she flies an airplane now in Hawaii and her and her partner were flying these, uh, <laughs> the, they are flying these people from one island to another so they could have a picnic on the beach. And then at the same time, they had a snake they had to bring to the nature center. But it turns out that the shipping container was 
uh, the sign fell off because it was an evil contamin- contaminated snake. Uh, but when they're at the island, uh, these these smugglers were flying a remote control helicopter full of diamonds onto the island because then then they're not actually crossing into Hawaii, so like it's not against the law. So then these women, these two women, find the diamonds, and then uh, and then the guys like come after her. Like so, then the whole time they're trying to find these diamonds from these two women, and like. There's a scene where a guy, I had to rewind it and show Kristen because there's a scene where this guy is trying to shoot these other two guys because they're like cops or something. And he's rollerblading down the street holding a blow-up doll. And then he gets to his car and he pulls a machine gun and starts shooting at them. So then he turns around and the guy's rollerblading with his blow-up doll and the guy pulls out a rocket launcher and shoots the guy... And he explodes, and the blow-up doll flies in the air, and then he shoots the rocket at the blow-up doll, and that explodes. It's such a fucking weird movie. I I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. What the, the fuck? What? One of the things says that there was an escaped snake turned deadly by toxic waste. Is that this movie? Yeah. Is it, they, they, <laughs> remember, the, 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 in the airplane, they had a contaminated snake that got loose, and apparently would just bite people and they like, kill them. Like just it was I think at one point it was going through the, the toilets and stuff. This movie's fucking nuts. And then Eric said the blow up doll. And Eric said there's much more like this guy, this these the two female characters are in a couple other movies. And he's like Well, there's a movie, his most recent one came out in ninety eight, and it's called Lethal Ladies, the Return to Savage Beast Beach. Okay, because yeah, because Savage Beach I think is one of his movies that's po- pretty yeah. popular and stuff of like that, and like, and yeah, he's like, you want to borrow him? Like, I kind of do, but kind of don't because this was wacky. But I got really tired of the movie very fast. <laughs> yeah. So I gave Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Um, it's from 1987, but I gave it a six and a half. <laughs> uh, these movies, all the posters are so similar. Yeah. Like you could switch the titles. <laughs> Yeah, it's because if you saw the cover for this one and you just put my uh, what did I say, Savage Beach, you're like, yeah, that fits. Yeah, they're all just like it's basically all just two women holding guns in front of a Malibu backdrop. Express, there's Malibu Express, Picasso Trigger, Savage Beach, um, Fit to Kill, Do or Die. Like, <laughs> oh, they look entertaining. Yeah, it's uh, it's nuts. It's weird. Yeah. Um, why don't you do a movie? Okay, so I watched Godzilla. You saw it too. I did. Uh, Godzilla: King of the Monsters, which is the second Godzilla movie in the more recent days. Um, so this one is where a bunch of the other monsters, the Titans as they call them, um, are being released into the world. And their only hope to save them is Godzilla. Um, but a lot of the characters were from the previous Godzilla movie, like the family. Um, and like the mother is doing one thing and the dad, it's like, I have nothing to do with this anymore. And uh, like, then you find out this organization is releasing these Titans for a reason. So they're trying to stop the releasing of them. And 
was it was entertaining. Um, the plot wasn't like too crazy, but they had this device that they could use to communicate with these monsters to make them mad and fight. Um, I forget what the device was called, but you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, they, they, they just they... had a device, so everyone's trying to get a hold of this device so they can control the monsters yeah, into destroying it, everything. They created it to like talk to whales. I think was the initial right. idea. Mm-hmm. But then they found out that they could fine fine tune the frequency to focus on these titans, um, these monsters. Uh, so it's like Mothra and stuff like that. And Godzilla is going to fight them all because the Hydra is like the big, I forget what the actual name of the creature was, the Hydra dinosaur thing. Um, and say... Godzilla, Godzilla was like the main matchup in that movie. Yeah. I, uh, damn it. I can't remember the name of it. I, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, is Rodan? It says the three-headed king, Gildora. Oh, G- 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 Ghidorah. 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 I don't remember. Yeah. I pronounced it bad. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, basically this is a lead-up to the Godzilla versus King Kong movie. Yeah. Um, so we just see Godzilla kicking ass um, in this. I mean, the fights did look cool. Um, yeah, it was way better than the original Godzilla uh, than the remake of Godzilla. Yeah, I did not like the remake of Godzilla, but I did like this one. Yeah, uh, King of the Monsters, which I don't think. I mean, aside from the main characters, you're like, who are these people? But I think you can get past that if you've never seen the first remake Godzilla. Yeah. You just jump right into this one. If and you know who Godzilla too much. is, you're fine. Right, but I'm just saying, like the main family with the girl from Stranger Things and stuff. Yeah, like if you don't know that. Like, that's the only real thing that transferred over, and I forgot what happened in I, the first one. I don't remember them in the first movie. No? I don't remember them. I just remember uh, Quicksilver, <laughs> or Kick-Ass. That guy was the main wasn't character. Wasn't he the kid? Wasn't there his... That was the kid, wasn't it? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm completely <laughs> wrong. I don't know. I haven't seen the, that Godzilla in a long time. Um, yeah. We saw it in November of 2014. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we watched King of the Monsters because we were going to watch Godzilla Kong in March. So yeah. I felt like I should watch The Stepping Stone. <clears throat> um, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I liked it better than the other Godzilla movie. Um, I gave this one a seven and a half. It was a fun movie. I I gave it a six and a half because I felt like there wasn't as much, like, because one group is like, we need to destroy them. They're like, well, no, no. One is like, they're here to balance the earth earth's like yeah. whatever and i'm like i don't know it it felt it felt very loose to me uh it felt like there was actually a plot though yeah i'm but, just i hate to say it, i'm not huge of the monster versus monster fight movies but i did enjoy this one that's why i gave it higher yeah well the original godzilla gave a five and a half so this is six and a half so this is better um, what did I give the original Godzilla remake? <laughs> I just I just looked it up. <laughs> Six and a half. Okay. So yeah, whole point difference. Um, that's a, yeah. That's so that's I, I apparently you like these movies more than I did, and I loved Godzilla growing up, even though I didn't understand. I it. think I was more impressed by the the computer generatedness of oh, it. Oh yeah, it looked very. Pretty. It was very impressive uh, looking, and then, like I said, the fight scenes were way better in this one I thought than the the previous. Yeah. Um, so the next movie I watched 
um, since we have HBO, I'm watching all the theater releases that are on HBO Max. So I watched uh, Little Things, which is Denzel Washington movie. Um, and then the guy from <laughs> Mr. Robot. Uh, Rami Malek. I was saying Malek, Malek something. Yeah, the guy who won awards for his Freddie Mercury. Um, so Denzel Washington plays a cop in a small little town. Um, and he's sent to Los Angeles to pick up some evidence for a trial. Um, and when he gets there, you find out that he used to work for L.A. And everyone's like, if you're such a good detective, why did you come? Why did you leave? And so you like you find out as the movie goes, you find out why he left and what being a detective for uh, the Los Angeles did to him and like his personality and mind and all this stuff. Cause he can't let a case go because there was like a murder trial and he's trying to solve it and he couldn't. Um, and yeah, you find out at the end of the movie, what, what his backstory is, but, uh, he shot a kid, R- right? Rami Malek is, uh, like basically the guy who took Denzel Washington's old job. Okay. And there's a serial killer. So, uh, he keeps asking him for help because they're like, wait, he's, he's got to stay there overnight so they can get the, the booking and stuff. So he can bring it back to his like little town, uh, with the evidence. So while Remy Malik and Denzel are like trying to solve it, uh, they come across, I, I mean, I can't say it's a spoiler because they have it right on the freaking poster. Um, but Jared Leto is the main suspect that they, believe is a serial killer yeah so they follow him around and try to catch him in the act and stuff like that um but i can see why a lot of people wouldn't like this movie but because it's more of a character story than a plot story um and it's more about denzel washington's character than anything yeah um but Jared Leto, holy crap was he a creep like he was a better joker in this than his joker (laughs) um he was a creepy little guy (laughs) I was say that's one, the one thing that turned me off from that movie. I'm like, should I watch it? I don't know. And then I'm like, oh, Jared Leto's in it. I'm good. <laughs> He's not even in it that much. It's mostly Denzel and Rami. Um, like, like I said, it's a character story more than anything. Um, I enjoyed it. I like I said, I can see why people didn't like it. But I don't know. I love a good character piece. So when you have, like you find out more about a character and why they act this way and how they got to this point. Um, and it's done well. I enjoyed it. Um, and the ending had kind of a interesting take on it. Um, that probably pissed a lot of people off, but I liked it a lot. Um, I gave little things a seven. Okay. I gave it a seven out of 10. It's definitely not a movie for everyone because a lot of people I could see would be like, Oh, this is boring. All it is is talking. Um, but like I said, it's a character piece. Yeah. Um, the next movie, (laughs) uh, the next movie I watched, uh, I bought this many years back. Uh, it's called Acacia, Acacia. It's, uh, it's like the same as like the tree. It's spelled A-C-A-C-I-A, Acacia, like the Acacia trees. Never heard of Acacia trees. Uh, I could be pronouncing it wrong, but it's close to Acacia. Acacia? 
I don't know. Anyways, uh, so the movie's about this husband and wife uh, who they've been trying to have a kid. They're trying to have a kid, and it's not working. So they go, "Well, we'll adopt the we'll adopt a kid." And um, and the woman like was a art, like a local art. Uh, the one that came out in two thousand three. Did you say? Um, I believe so. Yes. Okay, she was like a baby with roots around it. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> which I don't want to like. That's the thing I hate. I hate about this is I watched it. I'm like, okay, and then nothing happens until the very end. You go, oh, that's the poster. That's the end. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Thanks. Um, this husband and wife. Uh, they uh, she like she was is like a art art gallery uh judge for like these like elementary school students she's like this one is really good and stuff like that like he had to have help from his parents or whatever he's like oh no he's an orphan she goes what like and so then she visits them and like they end up adopting him but he's super creepy like just stares at people and like it just a, like you know a traditional japanese horror uh i don't think it's japanese though um maybe it is Asian, i think it is uh but like just a creepy little kid and then, um, and then for some reason, he believes that the tree in the background is his mother. And uh, because his mother died, and he's like, oh, this is her, though. She would get reincarnated as a tree. Like, kid, you're nuts. Um, and then one day, the, and the kid, like, always, like, just breaks oh, it's shit. Korean. And, uh, yeah, it's Korean. Korean, there, I mean, there's a lot of Korean horror movies. So, mm-hmm. I, I, Growing up, I was, I was like, oh, Japanese horror. Like, oh, it's Korean. I'm like, there's a... I should just automatically assume it's a Korean horror movie. Um, but the kid, like, is fucking around and making messes and, like, breaking shit and stuff like that. And, like... I turned screen. And uh, at one point, um, the, like, the kid just suddenly just disappears. And the wife is, like, mad at the husband. Like, you did this and, like, you, you don't like him and all that stuff like that. And then it kind of, like... The twists at the end happens and you go oh shit holy shit and uh i don't know i i really enjoyed this um a couple months back when i watched that one movie called the uh, whispering corridors remember mm-hmm. that one this is the same director he's only directed like five movies but this is the same director as that movie i'm like i i, I actually like this one quite a bit um uh i gave you know what? Screw it. I had it as seven and a half. I want to give it an eight. I enjoyed it. It also it also uh, has another title called "The Root of Evil" or "Root of Evil." Okay. Um, I don't. It's like because there's an alternate DVD cover that says "Root of Evil." So. Okay. But it's the Tartan Asian Extreme Collection. Yep, that's why I bought it. <laughs> Understated creeper of a ghost story. It says. Yeah, I creeper. <laughs> Creeper, I, I, at trees. I thought it was pretty neat, so I'm 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 glad I picked it up. Um, yeah, the co- cover's just creepy as hell, man. Yeah, because it looks like there's a dead baby in roots. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, another movie you did. Next movie I watched. Uh, I watched Prom Night, the original uh, from '81, I think, way back in October of 2020. Uh, but I bought a anthology or a, a box set of a couple of the prom night movies. I'm like, I'm going to watch these. Uh, so the second movie is called prom night Two: hello, Mary Lou. So, so in this movie, um, 
it shows like back in the 50s that this uh, girl was like the, the most popular girl like she was uh, she was going to be the prom queen and stuff and then i think she ended up like cheating on her boyfriend and he's all jealous and stuff like that so then he when she went to go um accept her crown uh for <laughs> for being prom queen he went to go throw like a smoke bomb <laughs> I know I'm laughing at this. He went to throw a smoke bomb on the stage to like just mess with her, but it landed right next to her dress and started her on fire. And she dies. Yeah. It's like, oh, good one, buddy, you fucking idiot. And then it's like 30 years later, um, and uh, a bunch of the students are like. And the dude is now the principal? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, it's years later. And like thirty years later, and like a bunch of the students are starting to like get ready for prom and stuff like that, and uh, they start digging through this stuff in the um, where like the theater was, and like basically they find like all these props and like outfits and stuff that they, that Mary Lou used, and everyone's like, no, don't use, you can't use those because those used to be Mary Lou's. Um, and then like one girl just ends up getting possessed by Mary Lou. And she was like psychic powers and shit like that. <laughs> She's Carrie. Yeah. And just like starts like murdering students in school. It's so f- like when you watch the first movie where it's like, oh, uh, a kid falls out a window and dies. And then years later, like someone comes back and starts killing the people that are responsible for that kid's death. And you go, okay, mm-hmm. just a classic like slasher. Then what's the second one? Fuck it, let's have a girl possessed by a girl who got lit on fire by her uh, ex-boyfriend's smoke bomb, and then she has psychic powers and can like just telekinesis and kill people. Like, how do you I'm jump curious. from there to there? I'm curious on what the next one's like then. <laughs> Ooh, well, I I watched that one, but not this month. I, I didn't oh, okay. watch it for February, and okay, it peaks at number two. There's four of them. <laughs> There's technically five because they made a remake. Oh, yeah, that's but right. the series peaks at number two. Let's just leave it that way. <laughs> uh, so I gave Prom Night 2, Hello, Mary Lou. I gave that a seven. Um, and I think I gave the first one. I think I didn't give it too high because it was it was okay. Um, yeah, first one I gave a six. So um, and the next movie I watched, uh, you watched a while back as well. Uh, speaking of prepping for the Godzilla King of Monsters. I um, didn't know that Kong Skull Island was, I for some dumb reason I knew it happened. I knew it came out, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that um, that it was that Kong fighting Godzilla and the Kong Godzilla <laughs> Godzilla because yeah, I, I was and, of, and credit sequence has the Hydra thingy. Well, yeah, I I went I jumped on HBO uh, HBO Max to watch uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and then in the description saying like. Leading in from Kong Skull Island, I'm like, oh, I should watch that. So I jumped to that. <laughs> uh, and you and you watched that one back in... Um... 2017, I watched it in April. Okay. Uh, and yeah, that was that was a really fun movie. Um, I know. That movie got a lot of like hate. And I was like, I liked it better than Godzilla. Yeah. That first Godzilla one. Um, uh, I had to point out two small... Uh, Easter egg that I found in there. Amazing. Yeah, the cast is amazing. But two small little Easter egg things that I noticed. Mm-hmm. At, at one point, um, 
Samuel L. Jackson was like in the helicopter. He's like, and he mentioned like, oh, you know what I say? Hold on to your butts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, park. <laughs> yeah. And then um, John C. Riley, when he parachutes down, he's wearing like a leather jacket, and on the back says "For your health." Yep. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Yeah, I love the jacket. I, I love the jacket. <laughs> and as yeah. annoying as it is, sometimes when like a character is um, out of human civilization for a long time and like things are they're different crazy. and they're yeah. crazy and annoying john c Riley nailed it like he wasn't annoying to me i loved his character mm-hmm. he was great i yeah. loved uh john goodman's character john goodman's character was good yeah i loki was good yeah brie larson was good like everyone that moved was fantastic yeah um, I, I gave it. A, I gave Kong Skull Island a seven and a half. If I didn't say that, I wasn't sure if I said it or not. <laughs> I gave it a seven. I probably right. gave it higher, but at the time, I gave it a seven. <clears throat> All right. That's why I'm hoping King Kong wins. <laughs> no one will win because it'll like we'll keep the franchise like alive. I said, the every single versus movie annoys me because no one ever wins. They just team up at the end. Well, versus the movie versus the one one does die. Yeah, but so. I mean, like, you know, Batman versus Superman, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah, most of the versus movies, it's like, oh, place your bets, who's gonna win? We're like, Freddy versus no. Jason. Freddy versus Jason. It's like, no, you didn't have a winner in that. Well, kind they, of, but not. But but they didn't team up at least. Right, that's true. They kind of. I'm te- just thinking, like, yeah. comic books always team up. Yeah, uh, although I do want to see. Um, but Some... people are saying that the new one is probably going to be Godzilla and Kong versus Mecha. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the name, but uh, the the Ring versus Grudge movie, I want to see that. <laughs> they team up and take out somebody. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. King Kong. <laughs> what? <laughs> they take out King Kong. No. Juan and Grudge. I'm just trying to think. They take out King Kong. Uh, I was thinking, they, they take out. They team up and take out Tommy. Tommy, yeah. <laughs> take this little girl. I'm you're, a little girl. You're too. all little girls. Juwan was a girl. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a little boy. Well, they had the kid. That that boy was oh, part of it, but the the girl that like watched on her. That's right. She was the one that was up in the attic oh. and stuff. Um, yeah. So I gave Kong a seven. All right. Um. I'll do one more. Uh, Kristen uh, loves Frasier, the TV show. Yeah. And uh, she, she likes Cheers. Huh? Does she like Cheers? Yeah, she, yeah, she likes Cheers as well. But um, she's like David Hyde Pierce hasn't done too much, but she mentioned this one movie, and so we sat down and watched it. It's called The Perfect Host. Um, and I didn't know what to expect at all. I knew it was like a sort of not necessarily horror, but like thriller type movie. Um, so, uh, it's, um, okay. So at the beginning of the movie, sorry, sh- I just typed him up and I'm like, yeah, what hot American summer. Yeah. It's like one of his top films. She, she didn't like that movie, but she liked him in the movie. That's the only thing she liked about that movie. But, um, the movie's called perfect host. And it's, uh, it starts with this, this guy, I can't remember what he did, but I think he robbed a bank or a store of some kind. Um, and then he's like on the run from the police. So then he like he just kind of knocks on these doors, like saying, "Hey, can I come in? I'm, 
uh, you know, whatever. But he digs into this guy's mailbox and he finds this postcard from like his aunt, his uh, niece, and he like knocks the door like, "Hey, I'm I'm your niece's friend. Uh, she said I was uh, she was always talking about you and stuff." Like that. He said, "Oh, sure, come on in," and so that in his old his Niles type way. Um, but then he's like, "I just let you know that I have a dinner party, uh, you know, soon. So I hope you don't mind." Um, people coming over soon but he's like okay sure let me just use your phone and stuff like that and then um he eventually finds out that the dude is like a robber like and he finds on sees on the news or whatever and he's like oh well i guess i'll have to cancel my plans for my dinner like he's like you know let me i'll key calls and cancel his plans and then um like is the guys that kind of hold him hostage and then at one point like i think he like he like Niles like knocks him out and then the dude wakes up tied to a chair at the dinner table and he's talking to everyone at like old people are there for the party mm-hmm. and he's like talking to them having conversations with them and some of that as the guy's tied to the table but then from the guy's point of view no one else is there oh Jesus <laughs> so he's just like like having these conversations with these people like and and like and from his point of view there's people everywhere but like but they're all in his mind oh my god and and he's like showing like these like these uh he's like oh it's showing these like these uh, uh pictures in this um what's it called scrapbook and you see like all these pictures of like this other dude tied to a chair and then like like laying down in the dish or something like, that. like oh shit is he a serial killer? What the fuck is happening? And it's, um, I was a little disappointed by the ending. Cause they kind of like, like, Oh, by the way, this is what happens. And he went, Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, it was kind of over explanation. It's not over explanation. It's more of a justification for certain things. Oh, okay. But I was like, uh, but overall it was, it was still a fun type movie. I'm like, uh, I, I would have never sought it out, but, uh, Kristen likes David Hyde Pierce, so we watched it, and uh, it was fun. I gave it a six and a half. Oops, yeah, and yeah, the cover just shows him like you see his face. He's holding a glass of wine. Oh, there's a couple different posters. Oh, one of them he's got a fork next to a guy's head. Oh, and then uh, like you know one of those meat forks, okay, with just the two prongs, and then there's another one where they're all outside of a pool. Okay. There's a body in the pool. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, uh, I got I got the the Blu-ray cover. It just shows like him with the with a glass of wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the movie poster is just like dinner parties are a dying art, and he's got like the meat fork next to a guy. I'm guessing is the tied up guy. Maybe. Um, it just shows him from the back of the head, so you don't really got dark hair um so anyway the next movie i watched i watched the into the dark series came back yeah on hiatus because of the pandemic um this one was called tentacles okay and i don't know what holiday they were going for maybe maybe they stopped doing holidays they're just like fuck it we can't no i think this was meant for a different holiday like, I think someone said it was talk like a pirate day or something. Okay. Uh, but this has nothing to do with pirates, and it came out in Valentine's. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Into the Dark series. Okay, 
I just want to say, let me see if I can find it. Um, oh, what the hell? Not testicles. Jesus. Um, one, I hate the this movie title. Um, what the hell? I gotta find it as. I it's think I have to apparently it. still part of season two. Yeah, it was supposed to at the end of last year, or yeah. the middle to end of last year. Um, yeah, it looks like it's supposed to be an August episode, and then it was like came out in February. There it is. Um, the movie itself was okay, but the tentacles part seemed unnecessary. <laughs> um, I'm not going to spoil it, like the, why it's called tentacles, because that's like the very end of the movie. It's like I said, it's a dumb title. Um, so basically, this. Um, this guy, he's selling his house because he had like, was it a bad divorce or something? Or his his family? It was his family house. I think it was his parents' house, and he inherited it from it. And then he was gonna sell it, and move on. Mm-hmm. This girl comes and buys the house, but she starts falling for the guy who owned it. Um. So she starts like falling in love with him. It like flashes forward like months and they're together and he's moving like she's she and him are moving in the house together. Um, his past keeps coming up and her past keeps coming up. And uh, like they're both keeping secrets from each other. Um, but obviously, if you know anything about secrets, they eventually come out. Um, <laughs> if you know anything about secrets, and if you know anything about secrets, um, and then, like, you find out that she has a stalker who keeps trying to find her. And that's the reason why she moved, is to get away from this guy. Mm. Uh, and then, um, oh, I'm, like, forgetting parts of the movie. But anyway, she moves away. And then, like, he's like, why didn't you tell me about this guy? And, like, he's trying to figure out more about her. And then, like, by the end of the movie, you find out even more about her and it's really creepy. Um, I don't want to spoil the ending, but I can talk about it after if you yeah. want. Um, but like the twist and stuff at the end was cool, but it, like the tentacles were unnecessary. <laughs> like the reveal itself was creepy and all that. And it was like, I felt like they just did the tentacles because I don't know. Like the movie can have been called something else and there's no tentacles in the movie and it would have been better. Because <laughs> um, it still would have been a horror movie and you still would have had these reveals that made sense. Um, but I don't know. Maybe there's more to it that I'm not getting. But um, yeah, I gave tentacles uh, a six. Okay. Actually, no, six and a half. I gave it a six and a half. <coughs> um, it's not the best. It's not the worst. Like I said, there could have been some changes and it would have been better. Um, like the whole reason it's called tentacles and tentacles being in the movie, that part is the part that I didn't like and it was stupid. Gotcha. Um, I watched uh, uh, the third Amityville movie because there's a ton of them and I don't think any of them tie into each other, so right. Screw it. I was gonna say, there's a ton of the first Amityville horror movies, there's only two. Um, is there? Yeah. But if you type Amityville, there's, I, I swear there's probably like 10 to 12 sequels oh. somewhere around there. 
I guess there's only two. The original and the Ryan Reynolds one. Yeah. I thought there was more than that. But huh. this one is, I mentioned this, I think, when I posted it. But I'm like, Amityville, it's called Amityville 3D. Not Amityville 3, but Amityville 3D. Because there was no second one. And I, no, there was. It's called Awakening, I think, or something. Um, came out after. But I think, I think that if you are going to keep it as, if you package it as Amityville 3D or Jaws 3D, if it's marked as 3D, you should have a bonus feature of the 3D version. Right. You shouldn't call the movie 3D if you can't watch it in 3D. Yeah. It makes me mad because I'm like, I don't know if there is a 3D version of this movie. I don't think it would be good if it was. But right. I want to see they're it. All, they're all called 3D. Yeah. Because when I, I bought the um, the Friday 13th movies many years back, and even like with a stupid like lenticular slipcase... It right. still came with 3D glasses and a 3D version. And I got it for like five bucks at Walmart. But it came with a 3D version. So I'm like, yeah, cool. But I feel like if it's a 3D movie, like like Dial M for Murder that you had. Yeah. It's not called Dial M for Murder 3D. Right. But it has a 3D version. It didn't need to have the 3D version, but it did. Just like House of Wax and all that stuff. It right. came with, like, but if it's literally called. Like Piranha 3D. Yeah, it better have a 3D version, you know. Uh huh. I agree. So that's why it makes me mad when I'm trying to buy 3D movies for my 3D TV, yeah. and it's not a 3D. So yeah. I just basically look to see if it's a Blu-ray 3D. Yeah. Because even if it is 3D, I don't really want like to wear the stupid colored glasses. Yeah. But I mean. Granted, I bought this movie for a buck, so I knew I wasn't going right. to you know, get anything out of it. Yeah, you're not going to buy a 3D movie for a buck. No. I mean, I knew it wasn't, but I just, I just I, I think, you know, all the 3D movies that I have that aren't 3D, and I go, why? Um, but, uh, so this movie, uh, this newspaper reporter, uh, like, busts this house that the, you know, the Amityville house that these people are doing, like, seances out of, and they he figures that, like, he busts them and goes... This is fake. We got these people doing this and this and this. And like, ah, big scoop. Uh, busted this this stupid, you know, fake seance. And then the, the guy, the the homeowner, the guy who, like, sold the house to me, he's like, I didn't know they were going to do this and stuff like that. And he's like, I, I just wanted some tenants in here because no one wants to buy this house. And the guy's like, well, <clears throat> you know what? I'll buy the house because I, uh, I need a house and it's dirt cheap. Sure, I'll buy the house. And I think he's, like, divorced from his wife. And she like doesn't like the idea of that house being there and stuff. So like his daughter, the, their daughter, keeps like coming back and forth and stuff like that. And the wife's like, "Oh, I don't feel safe around there and stuff." And uh, but then they, f- not much happens in the movie other than the fact that they're like, "Is it haunted? It is, or is it? Yes, it's haunted. Oh, I don't believe you. I do." <laughs> Same thing. But Meg Ryan is in it, and this is like an eighty-three, so she's like. 20 when this movie came out and then uh uh Lori law lachlan whatever yeah the, uncle jesse's wife in full house <laughs> she's in the admission scandal yeah uh she's in it as well and she's like 19 in this movie or maybe 20 21 somewhere there but she's young as hell and it's so weird to see them like because this is like you know five years before full house comes out but they're like the she's like the young daughter, then Meg Ryan's like the friend. But um 
Yeah, it it was. I mean, it was a lot more loose than the original Amityville movie, but it didn't need to follow any script. It was still decent. It wasn't like anything. It wasn't overly boring or cheesy or bad. Uh, the, the moments happen where you're like, that's in 3D. I know that would be in 3D. And the flies buzzing around or like things just like sticking to the camera. But, I mean, there wasn't much to the movie, but also at the same time, it, I didn't feel like I wasted my time watching it. I had fun watching it. I don't know. Nothing special or anything, but I gave it a six and a half. <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I had fun watching it. It was fun to have on in the background. What? Sorry, I was trying to find it on 3D and you can't. You can't find found, it. The only one I found was like an Italian version, <laughs> which wouldn't play on our Blu-rays probably. But then, like one of these came up. It's called Amityville. It's about time. Yeah, Amityville 1992. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's Is a, it time, a time, time travel movie. movie? <laughs> I think so. An architect brings home a mysterious old clock, not knowing it's haunted by the demon possessing the Amityville house. The clock then begins to alter time and space and starts to possess members of the household. Yeah. This is a direct-to-video movie. I remember watching one of them with, uh, it was a mirror that they got from the house that was possessed. I don't remember which one that was. I think it was like... I thought that was... um... Poltergeist three. No, Poltergeist three was like in the giant tower, the giant like. Yeah, but uh, there was mirrors. No, they no, had this all is, kinds of mirrors and stuff. I don't, I don't remember which Amityville it was, but it was he he, he found it like at a garage sale or something, or like an old hobo head in his cart or something. I don't remember exactly what oh, it was. I don't think it had. A, I don't think it had possessed. a number. I don't think it had a number in the title, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was possessed. Oh, Amityville 2 is possession. Maybe it's that one? Or the Amityville maybe. Curse? I I don't I don't even know. All right, what's another movie you watched? Okay. Um This is another uh Asian horror movie. Uh this is the guy, the same guy that made The Grudge. Um it's called Marbito. I think I didn't look up how to pronounce this one like I did with Acacia. It's spelled uh, M A R E B I T O Marbito. Marbeto. Two thousand four. Yeah. Looks like purple stuff. What? All right. Purple stuff. Yeah. It looks like there's on the, the, the poster. It looks like a person, and there's like a puddle of purple stuff. Oh, yeah. Um. And a hand's coming out, and an eyeball. Oh yeah, that's a weird. That's a weird poster. <laughs> Uh, I'm guessing you have the one with the handcuff or the leg cuffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this one. Yeah. Um, so this guy who, who I so don't, was this a found footage film? No. Okay. But it looks kind of like it was. It looks it was, like the so movie. The main character is the freelance cameraman. That's what yeah. I had to investigate. Oh, the, and and the dude also like. I, I don't know what he does, the dude, but he, he's tr- he's trying to find like he's trying to videotape like horror or terror or something. Like he's trying to like videotape motion, but like he's a freelance camera guy and stuff. But at one point, he hears of this underground like Hollow Earth type theory, sort of like kind of like in the in the um, 
not Hollow Earth. That's that's King Kong and Godzilla. Sorry, it's uh he he thinks there's like an underground world below, um, God damn like it. a sub subterranean cult. Uh... Yeah. Um. So then he eventually like finds in these like he finds these tunnels deep underground, and he's kind of wandering around, and he ends up finding this girl like chained this naked girl just like chained to a a wall and he's like this she shouldn't be down here she oh no she shouldn't be down here at all i guess there's a reason she's down there yeah um so he brings her up to his apartment and like then he he starts getting like the this person like starts coming after him going you're gonna kill her she belongs down there she doesn't belong up here you're not gonna do the right thing and stuff he's like Oh, oh Jesus! Well, you find out she's not eating or drinking anything because she is a vampire. Mm. So he starts feeding her blood, and that's not enough. So then he starts kidnapping people. And oh, it's like that. a little shop. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it was it was interesting. It was a fun little weird movie. I think like the movie was shot. I saw uh, I, I saw um, a trivia thing that like the movie was shot in like two weeks or something. I'm probably way wrong, but um, oh, in eight days, I was yeah. yeah this movie was shot weeks. in just eight days between the production dates of Juwan the Grudge, 2002, and the remake The Grudge in 2004. So between making The Grudge and it went well, so they made the American remake. In between it, he shot that movie in eight days. Um, insane. Yeah, it was not the highest quality, but. It was still a decent, fun movie. Um, I when movies have like, kind of like us, when they have that sort of like, hey, there's this other world that exists, and there's parts of it, and I go, I want to explore this to see what else is down there. That mm-hmm. always just picks at me because then they go, <clears throat> well, we got to this point, and then we'll keep going. Well, and like, right. no, what else is down? Like, what else is I've there? Been, I've been having this like with a lot of things where you watch a movie or a show or something and they build this whole world and they're like, this is a story that happened in it. I'm like what other stories happened in this world? But we just see like, you, okay, you set up this whole world so you could do this murder investigation. Like, but there's other stuff in this world. I want to know more about that. Yeah. Like, like that's, that means they did a good job at world building. Cause sometimes right. like you'll see a movie and you go, Oh, this is what the world's like now. Oh, and, but okay. I'm just like, okay. You, you built this world. I want more in this world. Yeah. Um, so I gave uh, Mar Marbito. I gave it a six and a half. Um, the next, the next movie I watched was the because uh, I never saw it and I heard it was good, but I guess I must have heard wrong. Uh, <laughs> I watched or the. You heard it from somebody who has bad taste. Yeah, I don't know. I might have been confused to a different movie, but um, the Tomb Raider movie. I watched the Tomb Raider movie with Angelina Jolie. I haven't watched the first one in a long time, but I was like, well, I'll watch the second one, The Cradle of Life. We've seen that one before. I never did. I know you saw it. Yeah. I, I thought did. I watched it with you. Nope. Oh. I, think, I think you were watching it, and I was like, I came home or I came downstairs or something, because I remember seeing the very ending of it. and went, oh, this looks cool. And then I think maybe that's where I stuck my is that stuck in my mind. Um, yeah. yeah. So this is the early two thousands, and I forgot how they didn't know 
how to um, target their audiences. <laughs> they go, oh, you like this video game? Yeah. And you're most likely a, a, a teenage horny boy who yep. likes action and stuff. We'll, yep. we'll put everything in here like oh look at look at her showing off on a motorcycle look at her jumping off things and doing this i'm like they're doing like tricks. they're doing like ski like skidoo not skidoo sea do like tricks like a jet ski like just doing tricks I mean, off stuff I'm like oh look at her showing off i'm like fuck this get to the goddamn plot she's a strong powerful female it's fine that's fine but like i just hated the cockiness like, right in the game, she like she never does that in the games. Yeah, when did she have a motorcycle? Well, I think in like the second game, she was like driving on the, um, in different areas and stuff like that. But like she was doing that because it was easy. Like that was the best way to do it. Not look at me showing off to the camera. Like it was just so fucking two thousand. Oh my god, it made me so mad. But the plot of the movie was that she found this. Um... Hey, this is the guy who did Speed. No, no wonder. <laughs> um, but uh, so the plot of the movie is like she finds this artifact that will lead her to Pandora's box. That's what it was. I was trying yeah. to remember what the artifact was. Um, Pandora's box, and which, if you know from Greek mythology, it had all of human emotions and all the bad things and good things and stuff. And Pandora opened it and released everything. And then they quick shut it before everything got released. So all the badness of the world, the only thing left in the, in the inside the box was hope. Um, but apparently, uh, I don't know how much that tied into it because the power inside the box could be a weapon. So Laura is on the way to get it, I guess. And the villain's like, we're going to use it as a weapon. And that's the movie. But they took an hour and a half to get there. Uh, I hated it. Um, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen, but I got angry, so I gave it a four. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I haven't seen it probably since it came out. I just, I, boy. And by now, if I watch it, I would hate it. Yeah. As a horny teenage boy at the time. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think it was, I think it came until the No, I was in college. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> was 21 but yeah yeah i don't know man um yeah why don't you you go yeah so another of the movies that came out on hbo uh in the theater one was called judas and the black messiah so this movie is about the black panthers uh movement uh you know around the KKK time and stuff. Was that in the seventies or am I wrong? I think it was the seventies, sixties or seventies. Um, but the, the story is about the guy who started the black Panthers. Um, and, uh, like the two main characters as portrayed by the title, these aren't their names, but there's equivalent of Judas and a, equivalent of a black messiah so the black messiah is the guy who started the black panthers and then judas is a guy is a black guy who uh i don't remember what the actual actor's name is but he um he's a criminal and he steals cars and um he gets busted by the cops 
and they make a deal with him saying, we won't put you in jail if you go undercover into the, the Black Panthers which, uh, to get information for you. Which which guy is the Judas? Is it the guy from Get Out or the guy from Sorry to Bother You? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Because uh, Daniel Kaluuya or uh, Lakeith Stanfield? Um, so you see the movie poster? Yeah. The guy in the front is uh, the Messiah. Okay, that's yeah, that's uh, Daniel, the guy from Get Out. I and, wanted and ironically, say, Black Panther. Yeah, um, so I'm not crapping on this movie. Um, it's, I mean, it's basically a history movie saying these are the events that happened. Um, it's terrible because the basic premise of the movie is that this guy who started this uh, this movement. Um, he was like 20, 21, something like that. And, uh, the whole purpose was an assassination, assassination attempt on this guy. So the cops like just basically raid and kill him at the end of this uh, movie. I mean, it's not spoiling because this is like the whole reason for making this movie. Yeah. Um, is that they were doing anything to try to stop it, even if they were breaking laws and stuff like that. Um, as far as a plot goes, to me, there really wasn't a plot. It was just like, here's the timeline. Here are the things that happened. And then, like, they fill in with, like, you know, different pieces of history to tell the story. Mm-hmm. So the whole purpose is to tell the story, and this is what they went through. Um, and to me, it was kind of boring because there wasn't much, like I said, there wasn't much of a plot, but it's not like they're going to make shit up and throw it in a movie. Um, Because they did kind of do that. And it was called the black Klansman. Um, But that was also based on a true story with a lot of fabrication in between where it was a black guy infringing in the KKK. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I'd like everyone in this movie was great. Like the acting was great and the cinematography and all that stuff. But like overall, I didn't think it was that exciting of a movie. Um, I gave it a five out of ten. Um, if I had to watch it again, I wouldn't. Um, it, like I said, it's basically a history lesson. Everyone did great in it, mm-hmm. but I just felt like there could have been more to it, like more structure. Yeah. It felt like they jumped around a lot of, to like emphasize the different points. Um, like I said, they're just leading up to the end so they can show you how crooked the, the justice system was against these people yeah. um, because they're like, they're terrorists and they're going to kill people and blah, blah, blah. And like they have guns, no, so they're bad. They're standing up for the bullshit they have to, to deal with. Right. You're right. And <laughs> a lot of them looked at it as like, this is the black version of the KKK, which it's not. No. Uh but if you did think that, then I could see why you'd feel threatened. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, that's basically what the premise of the movie was. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm not shitting on the movie. It's just not my kind of thing. Yeah. It just felt like a history lesson that I knew a bunch of already. Yeah. Uh, Which, but, but at the same time, though, there, there are people that don't know what right. the Black Panthers are. <laughs> right. No, so I'm glad they did come out with this movie yeah. because then some people can learn stuff from it. But... That's why I gave it such a low score. Is I found it kind of boring, and I'm not a history person. Well, I was gonna say like the, uh, I'm looking through uh, people's reviews and stuff like that, and like and trivia and stuff in the movie, 
and some of the people are saying like everything about it is great. It's just like the 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 structure, or it feels a little shallow at times. Yeah, I felt like they could have dived deeper into the character development of these characters because when they had the shootout and all this stuff, like I wasn't as connected as I should have been. Um, I felt like they should have drawn. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm white and I can't connect as well. But, like, I didn't get as connected to these characters as I was hoping I would. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it says... Uh, but that could be, like I said, it could be a racial thing. And then I don't connect to it because it's not me. Um, yeah. Um, like I said, I'm not shitting on it. I'm not shitting on it. It's just not my thing. Yeah. I, I was reading... Um... A trivia, and I don't know how. I I only read a small part of it because I I, I don't want to say the whole thing. But uh, apparently, the poisoning scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what that means, but uh, apparently, that um, the day they shot that was the 50th anniversary of when it happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's like 71. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I compare. I was. I hate to say, it, like Black Klansman was a great movie. Um, like to me, I felt like that was a better, I mean, it wasn't the same story, but it just felt like there was more character development in that character, even though they made up most of it for the movie. Um, I enjoyed that movie a lot. And so the weird thing is for me, I love movies. Um, but if I'm going to learn a history lesson, I'd rather listen to like as a podcast or a story. (laughs) I don't, I don't normally, I would rather. I would rather watch this as a documentary. Yeah. Like I yes. don't, I don't care for um, historical reenactment or not reenactments. I almost said historical fiction, but it's not historical fiction. It's like, like nonfiction type movies. I don't care for them as much, um, but I'll watch a documentary about stuff. Like, right. Like, I would rather <laughs> like this story. I probably would have liked better as a documentary. Oh, for sure. Like, I, I, like yeah, I'll, I'll take Especially a, if they can like interview, people who are still alive that were during this time. Cause yeah. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Cause what was it? They had, yeah, they did like this interview on TV with this lady who was a slave. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's still people who are, are alive that were slaves. I mean, like they're old as hell right now, but like, so obviously if people were alive during the slave times, like during the revolution of, you know, in the seventies, like, you have to find some of those. I mean, a lot of people died, but there's got to be a couple that are still alive that you could interview one-on-one yeah. and do a documentary on. I, I mean, think it'd be a lot stronger. Yeah, a lot of people are probably in their 60s, 70s by now, but still, that's, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, that was uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. All right. I feel bad because I didn't use any of their names because it's like, oh. You know how you know, these names, are though. Yeah, I know. But, like... But Fred, <laughs> these are historical figures. Fred and Bill. Right. Yeah. Fred. <laughs> Fred Hampton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm bad. Oh, at... he, he didn't start it. He uh he was the party chairman. Sorry. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. What? What? Sorry. What did you give it? I gave it a five. Okay. Judas and the Black Messiah. Um. I never saw this movie, the next one I, I watched, uh, but I knew about it in like the just the popular culture. So we sat down and watched Train Spotting one day, 
Oh yeah, I saw that a long time ago. Yeah, I think you watched it. I in think college. I was in college. Yeah. yeah. And, and I only remember one scene is the baby on the ceiling. And I kept mentioning to Kristen about uh, about the sequel. I was like, "Is that baby uh, gonna like? I wonder if the baby is gonna be uh, grown up in the sequel, and you'll see it." Was, and some of that, and she's like, "She's seen me. it before." I'm guessing she's seen it before. Okay, <laughs> but she's like, she didn't know how much I knew about the story, whether the baby was gonna die, and she didn't know there was a sequel. <laughs> so I kept mentioning the sequel. And she's like, "Wait, is there one?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah it came out like a couple years ago." She's yeah, oh, I think you were ago. joking about that. 2017, it came out, so four years ago now. Um, but if you've ever seen Train Spotting, it's a bunch of like youths who uh, just do a lot of drugs. Yeah, in Scotland. And then at one point, um, a couple of them get busted, and uh, for like for selling drugs and stuff, and one goes to prison and like so that, but then. Uh, one the main character is like trying to change his life around, and uh, and and at one point, like it's the, the plot is basically non-existent in this movie. It's basically right. like I was watching. It, I'm like, you know, in a weird kind of way, this almost reminds me of like a calmer version of uh, Orange uh, Clockwork Orange. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It, uh, um, I was gonna compare the style to like clerks, but yeah, or like a, just like, following people around. Yeah, very much like a '90s type. Like, oh, th- this is their lifestyle, and like, oh, here's let me explain how things go and stuff like that. But yeah, it, I mean, it was entertaining. Um, I don't want to see the sequel. I don't know, like, I don't know why they made a sequel to this movie. Yeah, especially the way it ends. You go, are they gonna like each other in this sequel? <laughs> Like, I don't know. It'd just be like doing a Clockwork Orange sequel now. Like, why? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but no, it was it was fine. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Like, there was no surprises to me whatsoever. And I knew nothing about it other than, like, they sell drugs and stuff like that. They get high and do drugs. Like, the only thing that I remember, like I said, aside from the baby, is him diving into the toilet. Oh, yeah. That was gross. Like those are the only two things I remember after seeing it after what is that? Thirty years? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, came out in the nineties, I think. Ninety six. So four, five. So twenty five years, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the sequel takes place twenty years after. Yeah. So I saw uh Transpotting, I gave it a six. Yeah. That sounds about right. Um the next movie I watched, I because I, I found out that Daft Punk broke up. Yeah, it's uh, exploding. So I, I decided to watch Interstellar fifty five fifty five, which I found uh, that I wish I had the DVD for that thing because damn, that thing's worth money. <laughs> well, of course now too. Yeah, um, but uh, okay, so Inter- Interstellar fifty five fifty five. Which I always wanted to call it Interstellar, but it's Interstella with an A. Um, and then, like, colon. Oh, God. Um, it's uh, Interstella 5555, the story of the secret star system. But the with S all fives. Is a, a five. <laughs> all of them are. So, this movie is very strange um, because. 
It's animated. It's, it's an animated movie. It's an hour and, hour and eight minutes long. But it's just a music video. So the entire time, all you hear is Daft Punk music, and you just watch the people doing things. Um, is there dialogue? No. Okay. There's like maybe a sound effect here or there, like maybe twice in the movie. But um, I guess uh, a couple of the music videos, they had like little music videos happening, and this is a continuation of the story told. This is a, a continuation of the story told in the Daft Punk music videos. One more time, aerodynamic, digital love, and harder, better, faster, stronger. Um, so what happens in this movie is it's this band, and I forget the name of the band. Um, oh God, I forgot the name of the band. But uh, they're like an alien race because I think they're like they're blue skinned. And at one point, this spaceship, these like these guys come along and shoot them with tranquilizer darts, and kidnap the band, and then basically re dye their skin to be white, and bring them to Earth, and basically like just kind of do like a brain control, like, hey, you're you're just brainwashed, and like they're just like playing for music on on Earth, and then like the guy who kidnaps them like just gets tons and tons of money because they're a great band and stuff like that. And apparently he's done this throughout time. I don't know about time, but like he's done this. Is it for... Fab Five? No. Or Four Five? Um, God, I, I, man, what was it called? Because like the day that Daft Punk, um, Stella. The... No, the day after like Daft Punk, uh, broke up. Like a bunch of the T-shirt websites that I follow, mm. they did a whole bunch of um. Night Vision? No. <laughs> it's There's like, like a... a bunch of names. Celestin Dolls. Oh. The cre- cre- Crescent Dolls. The Crescent Dolls, yes. The Crescent Dolls. Um, yeah, that's it. It's like C-R-E-S-C-E-N-D-O-L-L-S. Crescent Dolls. Um but apparently this guy's been doing this for like I think throughout history and stuff. I can't remember um, because it's hard to pay attention when you're just listening to music mm-hmm. <laughs> and not like there's no dialogue. But uh, it went a little more in like at first I was like this is gonna be a music video like just like because the first part of like when it's do one more time they're like just in a concert like just playing on stage and like the whole music video is like just them at a concert. I'm like okay, uh, but then like it went. And it actually, like, there was a lot more involved to the plot than I thought was going to happen. But yeah. it was great music because it's Daft Punk. Um, and the fun, the animation, it, like, looks like 1980s animation. But it came out, like, 2003. <clears throat> um, and uh, it's... Yeah, it reminds me of, like, Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, Bubblegum Crisis or, like, some of that. Yeah, like, um, Blue Sailor Moon. But, yeah, it's, uh... Or, like, yeah... I, I thought it was a, a fun movie, um, but don't go into it expecting a huge, deep plot with lots of dialogue. It's not that expensive. It's not? 1879? 1890, New or old? Or used? Um, I also was looking at... It pool. looks 
Amazon. Okay. I was also looking at people that had like the Blu-rays and some of that too. So. Just 1080 i compatible player okay. required, whatever that means. <laughs> but oh, I it's gave, PAL. That's why. Yeah. There you go. Um, but I gave Interstellar 5555 a seven. So that's that's what I gave it. You look um, very confused right now. No, it looks like. Oh, Quella Concerts is another streaming service. Oh. I was say I do have a I do have one of my external hard drives is a is a. What are you talking about the audio CD is only nine hundred and two dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I was just you... confused because I'm like. Um, oh yeah, the 289 or yeah, $249 for the Blu-ray, the yeah. U.S. Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So the next movie I watched, uh, you also have seen probably recently, Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, I did. Let me find I out t- when I saw it. <laughs> did I give that his heads up? I don't know. <laughs> did I? Yeah. Um, Hudsucker Proxy. I watched Carrie's that never seen it, so we watched it again. July 2019. And I wanted to watch it because I just watched uh, Jacob's Ladder. So I'm like, I want to watch another Tim Robbins movie. Um, so Hudsucker Proxy, this uh, Hudsucker Industries, uh, the, the chairman kills himself. And the board is like, we're going to drive our stock prices down. So at the beginning of the year, we can buy up all the available shares and gain control of the company. So in order to do that, they hire an idiot to like, basically become the president of the company. And they hired Tim Robbins' character, who everyone thinks is an idiot. But then he uh, constantly is trying to like pitch this idea of this toy. And it's just a circle. And he says, you know, for kids, like throughout the whole movie. Um, and then that turns out to be the hula hoop, which would be a spoiler if it wasn't the cover image on the DVD <laughs> or whatever. Um, so obviously with the, with that stock prices go up and it gets crazy. And there's like investigative journalist who's writing a paper uh, article for the paper about Hudsucker industries. And uh, it's good. The only thing I like, I love this movie, like everything about it, the dialogue and like the interaction of the characters and stuff. But, of course, they do the thing I hate that gets done all the time is show, like, toward the end of the movie at the beginning. <laughs> I'm like, well, we got to go back to tell you more about this. Like, yeah. that gets done way too much in movies, and I'm sick of it just because you want to show, like, a tense moment right away. So we you hook us, but I'm like, I'm already watching it. Yeah. Just, just start from the beginning. Um, but I, like I said, I love this movie. Um I gave it an eight and a half, so eight point five. I didn't realize it was a Coen Brothers film. Yeah, I'm like that explains why they have such fun dialogue. Yeah, I gave it an eight when I saw it in uh, 2019. Yeah. yeah, it was funny though because my copy like <laughs> stopped working an hour and eight minutes in, so we had like literally less than 20 minutes left of the movie, <laughs> and I had to borrow it from somebody at work uh, to finish watching it. So. It took me two sittings, and it shouldn't have. <laughs> but eventually, I'll buy it because, like I said, I love this movie. The whole <laughs> Muncie, the Eagles chant and stuff. Oh my god! 
yeah. the freaking bell bell bellhop guy in the elevator. Oh, there's so many great characters. Just, just like telling all the jokes about the guy who killed himself like the day before. <laughs> just like, oh my god. I don't know. It was a great movie. If yeah. you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It is. It's one I have to I have to toss on my shopping cart someday. Yeah, me too. Um, I was going to go to pre-played and see if they had a copy, but then I just like, I don't want to go in there. I I go in there once in a while to to pick up more horror movies. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, the next movie I watched, I I saw a copy over there, and I'm very excited, even though it's not a good movie, but it's it's fun. It's called The Car. Um, And I want to say... Isn't it like a ripoff of Christine? Kind of, yeah. I don't remember. If it they came did out. a spoof of this movie um, in Futurama. Yeah, but this came out before Christine. I'm almost certain. Like the book? I'm checking right now because it definitely came out before the movie by like six years. Uh, Christine book uh, by Stephen King. I want to say that came out like in and nineteen. 83. So, yeah, Stephen this predates King's... Christine by six years. Stephen King stole the idea. Yeah. Um, so, there's a small town that is being terrorized by this car that just run, he, like runs people off the road. Honk, honk. And, um, and all this other stuff that like just kills people. And, uh, the, yeah. It, I, I mean, I don't know how, how else to describe it other than, like, like it's literally a car that just drives around. Uh, here, here's the IMDb profile or description. A small de- desert town is terrorized by a powerful, seemingly possessed car, and the local sheriff may be the only one who can stop it. Played by James Brolin. Um, James Brolin. Yeah, and that's the only description on here as like as a as a as a uh whatever it's called description. But it's so it's so cheesy and weird that it's fun. And apparently a couple years ago they decided to make a a sequel to it. Uh in 2019 they made a sequel to it. Is it, it. called Bus? Just no. Kidding. It's called The Car: colon, Road to Revenge. And it looks like it takes place in the post-apocalyptic future. Um, but it's definitely the same car. <laughs> uh, or at least the same style of car. But then, like, I, I mean, I think... Yeah. It, it, uh, oh. it doesn't look good, and it looks like a 4 out of 10 on MDB. But I kind of want to see it. But also, I don't. But anyways, uh, yeah, the, the the car it it's a weird it's a weird little fun thing. I I, I don't know how to describe it, but at least the uh, the DVD cover that I have the cover is like chrome, so it looks neat and shiny. But I gave the car a six and a half. Six and a half. So half. All right, so all I have left is the pre-review. Pre-review. Yep, and that was a, a movie you picked called... Yeah, called They Live Inside Us. Did I, did I write it wrong? 
Yep, I did. Like I they, wrote, they live in us. Live but, inside us. But it auto crushes, so it says they live in USA. <laughs> like they, okay, they live in USA. Very nice. Um, but this is what we thought the movie would be about. Yeah, I'm gonna guess it's an anthology where the houses are telling each other stories of what's going on in their house. And, oh, I uh, thought that's why we paused earlier. <laughs> oh no no no! Uh, correcting your. I I oh boy. You were closer. It was almost an anthology. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't oh, about house. houses. Uh, an anthology about the houses with the people living inside them. It's kind of about, about the, the stories that live inside people. Yeah. But the house was uh, the main, a key part yeah, of it. The house is, quote-unquote, a main character. Um, so it's basically this guy and his daughter go to this house, which at the beginning I'm just like, why do you have to be at this house to write your story? And you can't take a break to go trick-or-treating? Yeah, it's it's... It's a guy who's a writer, and he's like down on his. He's like getting writer's block, so he figured if he stayed in this uh, infamous haunted house that murders yeah. happened in and bodies disappeared and stuff, and he's supposed to be waiting for somebody. That yeah, he he figured <clears throat> he'd go there, and then like let the surroundings kind of like jumpstart his creative side. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. And he has this book of ideas, and it's like the most generic. Like, oh, I gotta write a story. Uh, who's gonna be the killer? Um, a scarecrow. Yeah, or a clown. A clown. I'm like, what the hell? You, that's how you come up with ideas, not like the plot, but the character. <clears throat> yeah. So, and it, so yeah, he keeps like it shows him like writing the story, and then it cuts to like the story of the girl walking with her kid and like also he gets to a part and he's like, no, that's stupid. And then he crumbles it up, throws it away. And then he does like another one. So there's like a bunch of stories that he starts, but never finishes. And his daughter's like, it's Halloween. I want to go trick or treating. He's like, yeah, but I have to write this book. And it's just like, you really think you're going to finish a whole book in one sitting? Yeah. (laughs) Especially like, you have writer's block and this is how you start the stories like this is really dumb like he doesn't know how to write a book well i don't think he's writing a book i think he's writing a movie <clears throat> oh maybe yeah because he does say like location and stuff yeah the, the, way, the um, way that he wrote it was like interior this and this like it looks like he's writing scripts right but like from what i learned about writing is that you got to make an outline of what the story is before starting with the first sentence mm-hmm. um but yeah, the stories are really bad. The acting's really bad. Um, and then there's like a twist toward the end of the movie where like he's trying to remember, like he's remembering his wife and stuff and his kid. And at that point, like it became a little more interesting, but it did not feel like it was worth it to get to that point. Like you could have set it up a lot better. <laughs> And the thing is, when we were searching for, I was searching for this movie on IMDb. It turns out there was a a, a small series, kind of like I think, kind of like um, uh, Into the Dark, mm-hmm. where um, the main actor was also the main writer of those episodes, 
and just by reading the small the small descriptions of the episodes, I think he kind of just combined most of the stories into one story, <clears throat> right? And then just made one of them like even longer. And those actually got looked like they got decent IMDb scores, like sevens and some of that. But this movie didn't get a decent high score. Um, but I feel bad because you posted on your Instagram like we're watching this movie, and the guy who made it was like, "Hey, thanks for watching," and like, "Oh no, oh no." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'll listen to our podcast. No, but I still feel bad. That's right. Because I didn't like it. I didn't either, but like I said, it was it got better toward the end, but it wasn't worth the journey to that point. It was better than um, Circus of the Dead. Yes. The acting <laughs> style was pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I was kind of nice. I gave uh, They Live Inside Us a six. Oh, I was thinking a five, but I gave it a six just because the ending was decent. I gave it. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like the house had a backstory where it was like, Oh, the, someone killed someone here and a, and someone, a girl went missing and this and this and this. And I would have loved to hear more about that story. And you never mm-hmm. did, but you kind of saw a ghost of the girl that lived there. I think because they kept showing a picture that he knocked over and it was broken glass and they kept showing that picture, and I'm like, is that the same actress, or is that this actress? From the... I couldn't tell, because there right. were three people in this movie, and because they get... because that main dude played all the killers in all the other movies, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Like, he was the clown and stuff, and I-, I mentioned this before, but I hate when they go, people are afraid of clowns. I'm afraid mm-hmm. of clowns. I'm not terribly afraid of clowns, but they creep me out. But whenever someone tries to make a clown in a movie scary by just making him giggle, it's not scary to me. It make it, it makes it just like we don't have to do it. Like have a clown, he 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 he, and like no, no one knows how to make a creepy clown laugh very well at all. But everyone fucking tries it, and he did yep. that. It just seems like it just feels like that one creepy guy that shows up at the comic shop. That's like, look at me, I'm wearing a Deadpool mask. This is my best Deadpool impression. It's like every movie I see someone trying to do a creepy clown, like they're trying to do an impression of it, and it's not working. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, look at me, I'm Pennywise. Ooh, it floats, Charlie. You're like, well, that's not the fucking line. What are you doing? It floats, Charlie. <laughs> like, it's like you're not doing a good job. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> Balloons float, Charlie. <laughs> Who's Charlie? I don't know. You said it. I know. I, I couldn't remember the character's name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I gave... This uh, episode is called It Floats, Charlie. <laughs> it Floats, Charlie. Uh, I gave They Live Inside Us a four. Yeah. That's <laughs> fair. Uh... Now my movie that oh, yeah, I picked. Oh yeah, let's see what this is. Uh, I sent you a text earlier. I got a text from somebody. It's me. Oh. Uh, After midnight. And I don't. I don't even have the image. Yeah, uh, the image is called. What the fuck? The image is called. Is, is, the movie's called After Midnight. Um, I like the love cover. Love will rip your heart out. Yeah, love will rip your heart out is the is the key thing on it. So there's like a heart with a creature head. With spikes in it, and is it a bullet? It looks like a bottle, like a wine bottle. Oh over. yeah, a wine bottle with liquid pouring out, and it's got antlers and leaves. And it's, so it's, it's definitely a forest type creature. 
Yeah, it's all it's it, it's all like drawn the the poster, mm-hmm. but like the the wine coming out, it looks like it's wine, but also it could be blood because it looks very thick and there's mm-hmm. it's dripping all over the place. <laughs> like when you zoom out of the picture, it looks like a bullet, and then you zoom in, you're like, oh yeah, it's definitely Z- a bottle. I zoomed out and I thought it was a pen at first, or I thought it was like a shovel without the the shovel on it. It's like the handle with the little metal piece, and then shovel came up. All right. Love will rip your heart out, and it's like a monster face. So are those like, what the frick are those spikes? I don't, I don't know. But he looks like he's made of wood too. Yeah, kind of. And there's so, sticks coming out of it, out of the bottom, and then grass. Yeah. It's all like in a heart. Okay, I'm guessing because uh, says love will rip your heart out. Oh, it came out on Valentine's, so. I'm guessing. A girl and a guy break up, mm-hmm. and then you find out he's a werewolf, and he tracks her down to kill her. That's my quick synopsis based okay. on the poster. Mine, <laughs> this is going to be really weird. Okay, so you know how when people carve their initials in a tree, uh-huh. they do like a heart in their initials? Yeah. I think he did that to a tree, but the tree was actually a creature and got pissed off. So, like, the tree goes and hunts this guy down because their relationship failed and they promised to live happily ever after because they carved in his skin. That's actually a a pretty neat premise. If that's not a movie, let's make it. Yeah. (laughs) Evil tree. I could make a movie, right? The love inside us. Live inside us. (laughs) We we do tend to overshoot the uh, most generic movie ideas. Yep. Uh, it's because we want more out of our films than we get. Yeah. Well, this movie is on Shutter, so um, and yeah, it released it released on uh, <clears throat> Valentine's Day, but it came out in 2019, so it's it's been out for two years. Um. But yeah, that that's that's the movie I picked. Um. So that's uh that's it for now. We're going hey, wait, to... wait, 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 wait. we got to talk about what the best and worst movie was. I know. I was going to... Oh, yeah, the best movies, yes. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, then we'll do the spoiler parts of the movies. So my best movie was a tie between Donnie Darko and Hudsucker Proxy with an eight and a half. Um, these I've seen before. Mine was uh, Acacia. Acacia? Whatever. I can't pronounce the word, and I, I gave it an eight. And then the worst movie was for me was Judas and the Black Messiah with a five. Worst for me was either they live inside us or Tomb Raider Cradle of Life with a four. <laughs> At least I mean that's one nice thing for the guy. He's like, hey buddy, how'd you how did you like our film? I thought it was on the same level as a multi million dollar Angelina Jolie sequel. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah if you want uh, uh comments uh, questions, recommendations, email me at stuffbyscott at gmail.com. Um, and that's it for now, unless you want to hear us uh, spoil the mindfuck movies, which are in which were, right now. Which were uh, Vanilla oh, yeah. Sky, Jacob's Ladder, Mulholland Drive, Donnie Darko, and The Possessor. And, uh, and sorry to bother you. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much, like, because sorry to bother you, it doesn't really have, it doesn't really go to the plot too much, right? Because it's like, oh, it's the guy who's like, 
he's really good at selling things by pretending he's white. And apparently, um, the the thing that they want him to sell is slavery at one point. And then it goes into a, hey, we made these people that... These workhorses. These literally, literal workhorses that people are like half horse, half person that um, you will sell to other people. Yeah, and he's like, the this slaves. Isn't, this isn't right. Yeah. Yeah, the whole literal workhorse was... Yeah. I did not expect that in this movie. I knew it was weird, but I didn't think it was going to get that weird. Yeah, and the thing is, like, they, like, and he gave him a drink, like, because it's like a potion type thing. Right. And it wears to off. turn and, them. Yeah, but it's like, he wasn't sure if he gave it to him or not, and then at the very end, he started turning into a horse. So he must have, mm-hmm. I don't know, <laughs> that ruined it for me. <laughs> that was a weird movie. Um, yeah, I liked it up until the end part where the horses came in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Vanilla Sky. Okay. So, they kept referencing the whole living forever thing, or like freezing and living. But then, like, out of nowhere at the end, they're just like, and you live in this world inside your mind. Like, what? where the fuck did that come from? Um, well, okay, so in the thing is, in Abrilos <laughs> uh, Ojos, like, because they'd be sitting in Vanilla Sky, they'd be sitting down and then watching TV and like, hey, look at this. But like, it'd be just be like in the background on TV. So mm-hmm. only if you're like really actively looking for it, did you like notice like them talking about like life extension type thing mm-hmm. where, because uh, the idea was um, what, uh, because if you're dying or whatever, like they'd put you in like a, into a stasis once you died, but then like make your memory jump back to a moment that, you liked and then you mm-hmm. can continue your life on from there on out. But then Tom Cruise is like something fucked up happened where there was a glitch and he saw one woman as someone else that he didn't like. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So like, Oh, you can restart it. We, we found the cure. You've been in here for like hundreds of years or whatever. <laughs> so like you can come out or like, you know, whatever and stuff like that. And, uh, the idea was like when he reset it, was that actually resetting, or was that all, the whole thing a dream? Right. But like I said, in the Vanilla Sky, it was pissed me off because, like, in the original version, the guy was like a, a cocky playboy type character and some of that, and like his best friend is like, "Hey, please just don't. This girl's mine. I like her. You can get any you want. I'm ugly. You're not." Like he seemed like more down to earth, and then like mm-hmm. he was pissed. When the main character like ended up hitting on Penelope Cruz, where like Jason Lee's like, whatever, that's how it works right. here. And you're like, that's yeah. Not... And then he was like, it seemed more natural. Everything seemed more natural in the original version. Um, and uh, although Kurt Russell did a great job in the in Vanilla Sky, I loved Kurt Russell's character. I did um, too. He was the best. But like it, it seemed much like you can tell the budget really affected the. Vanilla Sky movie where like everything was very down to earth in the original, which I liked because it didn't seem like they're trying too hard. Right. And I don't know. I, I, With I the Vanilla Sky. They're just like, you want to feel like you don't know what's going on. Like that's what they made it. Like, I don't know. They're just hinting at all these weird things. Like they're walking down the street and there's just old cars everywhere and stuff like that. Like trying to make things that looked weird. Yeah. 
and like and the uh in the original like the the stasis thing comes out of nowhere but it doesn't but it doesn't seem jarring like this doesn't right. belong here like the workhorse is like what the fuck this is it doesn't take a hard right turn it felt like it kind of did with vanilla sky yeah but, but like, i didn't watch the original i don't i i it, it, it's pretty similar but they just didn't uh you know but then again i could have been like just more focused on the uh the subtitles and didn't notice the in your face stuff that they did in vanilla sky Mm-hmm. But I, I, I mean, if you didn't like the movie, you might not like the original. But right, I, I, I was like, there were parts of it that I liked, but I haven't seen it in how many years? Like a decade. <laughs> so yeah, like in the nineties when, well, two thousand one. Sorry, two thousand one yeah. when this movie came out. Like it was probably one of those movies like holy shit this is amazing but then i'm like no because matrix came out before it yeah well the, the original came out in 97 oh the uh, one they based it on yeah well that's what i think like vanilla sky they're just like hey matrix was cool let's do something like that and then they bought this mm-hmm. movie and made vanilla sky yeah i'm sure it is because um but like penelope cruz was in both versions as the same character oh she is yeah that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah yeah that's like that's the one thing i liked like i'm not a huge fan of her as an actress because whatever but right. like that part was perfect for her and mm-hmm. she basically was the same character and i like the mask better in the original too because it's like one of those realistic ones but that you pull over your head not just a elastic thing just a, yeah so it's almost creepier <laughs> <laughs> and his um and his uh damage on his face looked more hideous than tom cruise's so i mean i liked that uh aspect uh, I'm trying to look at the picture because like his like his like jaw or his mouth was like kind of maybe maybe I'm wrong and I'm like maybe it just looked more realistic than right it didn't look as fakey yeah because this was this was his uh oh but then uh his mask was like a full-on like over the head mask oh geez with hair and everything <laughs> it's a little it's a little creepier yeah, you can like see the neckline and stuff. It's so much creepier. But um, yeah, what do you have to say about Vanilla Sky? Else, uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. It just felt like I don't know. They're trying to make it seem like it was a movie about cryological, cryogenical, yeah, freezing, and it's like, man, but you're in this other world. And like what? Like a computer? Kind of. Yeah, they're like, well, they're cryogenically frozen, like they're in that. Cause that just I, made me mad. But overall, the movie seems kind of boring. Because <laughs> it's like a love story where he's trying to be with these two women. One he can't get rid of, and the other one he is stealing from his best friend. I don't like Cameron Diaz. <laughs> no. I don't, don't like Cameron Diaz. I don't like, I don't like Tom Cruise. Right. So, like, that's already... And the thing is, I have a movie upstairs... Um, that I have to watch it, so I'll watch it eventually. But it's night and day because, oh. because I got it during a, a movie exchange at Comedy City. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't fucking want to watch this, but I'm going to give any movie that comes into my hands a chance. <laughs> but yeah. I don't want to see it because I, I hate... still have to watch the rest of the the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, second trilogy or whatever. Yeah. All right. But... Um, Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's Ladder. Uh, boy. So, <laughs> I'm just jumping right into conversation instead of 
So he is in Vietnam. Yeah. And he flashes back. You know, he thinks of his kid getting killed. So did the kid getting killed happen before he went to Vietnam? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, like, he went to Vietnam and his wife, like, became distant and stuff. Um, but he died in Vietnam. Yeah. And then, like, while he's dying, he's thinking of these alternative futures. Yep. Because it's like it's like, isn't like a super isn't like a super like LSD that he's on. Yeah. Kind of thing. So like, so he's, like that whole thing was the trip. Yeah. Like this acid trip. So all the times that were quote unquote flashbacks for Vietnam was in real time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that messed with me. Yeah. Especially when like he's like with his wife and then he's not and like. Did he even like really meet that second lady? I don't think so. It's like that is so messed up. Um, the, I was reading the trivia on this movie as we were watching it because I've already seen it and I was just waiting for like mm-hmm. Kristen's reactions to things and stuff like that. And so many, there's so many cool like little nods to things. Um, and uh, and I mentioned like that this movie. I mean, it's one of because the video game Silent Hill has like tons and tons of references to it. But like this movie, mm-hmm. they did a lot of very similar. Um, they got a lot of ideas from from this movie to put in the video game Silent Hill, to the point where like apparently all of the um, all of the ads in the subway were all anti drug ads, which is kind of funny because drugs are what made basically made this happen. But right and uh, in Silent Hill they use those exact same ads in their like stations and stuff like that. And huh. I was like, that's that's really neat. And apparently one of the um, uh, the at the party when they're dancing to uh, James Brown. Oh God, it's off of an album by James Brown. I think called like the Underworld or something like that, or something about hell. Or something something having to do with had a reference to the after afterlife. Okay. And like just like so many different like things like that, where like, so many references like him being in hell and being dead and all this like stuff like that. It was a, it's, it's, it's pretty neat. Um, but yeah, like the, uh, the hospital, when he's going to the hospital and stuff like that, like that, I know they, they got ideas from that for the video game Silent Hill and stuff, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fun, (laughs) fun little journey. Yeah. That was a weird movie. Like, I can't believe I don't remember like any of those twists and turns in that. I was like, well, I think when I watched it, I rented the, the VHS in college. Right. So I watched it like, uh, and I think Thomas is my roommate. So yeah, that was like twenty years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Okay. Mulholland Drive. Yeah. So, I don't know what to tell you about that because that movie um, all sorts of apparently, like Naomi Watts. Yeah. Played two different characters in that movie, and so did the other lady. Yeah. So, like, after a certain point in the movie, you're watching these other people and their story. And I got so confused because th- it was like a prequel to the movie, but it wasn't them. I think I think what it was supposed to indicate was um, her, like, the beginning part was, like, mm-hmm. with her being a new actress in town. And she's like, I'm going to be the best thing in their best friends. And then it turned out to be the other way around. Like, she ended up making the parts... And then the main girl, she ended up getting all the parts and all that. Like she ended up getting all the stuff that she wanted, 
Mm-hmm. But I know it happens after they have that. They find that blue box. Right. And, well, because if you go to IMDb, and that's I'll say that's the thing that uh, when so he said that he put that blue box in that movie with no intentions on telling you what it was. Like he's like, there's no, he's like, there's, there's like, he doesn't even know what it was that blue box was when he put it in the movie. Because in the IMDb as well as the credit scene, Naomi Watts plays both Betty and Diane. Yeah. And then the other ladies plays Rita and Camilla. Mm-hmm. Unless the Mulholland Drive at the very beginning is the movie they were doing. Because see, basically. Because like, after a certain point, okay, the brunette. Yeah, Camilla or whatever. Like, cause they put like she puts a hit out on her. Yeah. Like Naomi Watts's character puts a hit out on Camilla. Yeah, and then the, and that's what happens at the very beginning. Right. That car car accident or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's a very confusing movie. Well, because there's a part two where she's like Naomi Watts's character goes in for that audition, and that other great lady that's in there that is getting it, I want to say is the other version of her but they didn't have this like they switched like so you think it's her i don't know it and was also, like the the body they find mm-hmm. is naomi watts's character i think i think like that happens like at the party she's very depressed yeah. about everything i it's think the she other herself... version it's the other character yeah i yeah it i i watch it because I go, maybe this time I'll get it. Maybe I'll miss. And like, God, I hate it. I hate David Lynch so much, but I love him so much too. Because like, he does like he does things. He literally will put things in movies and not tell you what it's for, just to see what people think. Right. Because he's like, oh, so I was like, so in this movie you did this and this and this. Is that? He's like, oh, that's a that's a cool theory. <laughs> it's like, I so yes, no, you did do that on purpose. What's going on? But yeah, it's um, I, I don't know, yeah, and the, and the DVD the DVD too is like it's one chapter the whole movie, so it's like it's like two and a half hours long, and you can't just skip to a different scene and go. I want to watch the scene. You have to fast forward through it. Like they should have like when they introduced the second character should have been the start of the second chapter. Then yeah, I yeah, I don't I don't know, but yeah, that movie is fun. Yeah, um, I mentioned that I was watching it at work, and someone's like. Yeah, how was that for you? <laughs> like, oh. And they made it seem like this movie was more messed up than Eraserhead. No, Eraserhead is a <laughs> And I'm like, up. um, I disagree. I enjoyed Eraserhead, I think, more than Mulholland Drive. Yeah. But it was more messed up. Um, yeah. And then what else? We watched Donnie Darko, which eh, we don't really have to talk about that one because no. it's not really a twist thing. No. Um possessor so the whole like the reason for the ending yeah so the little kid gets killed yeah right her her daughter her son yeah her son her the, the girl that goes in as, as the person who possesses people it like the the guy the the guy that she possesses finds out what's going on and he goes mm-hmm. to her house to kill her family because right. she killed his family right but then, and so he kills the husband, and then the little kid. Yeah. 
go, kills her, but then you find out the little kid was possessed by the uh, the associate. Yeah. And the whole reason for that is because now she doesn't have a family. She can just be full throttle on the job and not worry about anything else. Yeah, but I, hence, I wanted I wanted to see. Hence, like she's not afraid to use the gun anymore because she's not afraid of losing her family. Yeah, because they're gone. But I wanted to see the next few minutes of her like coming back and going, realizing, oh, and then go, oh, by the way, your family's dead, and then just see what like, yeah, yeah, because they did that for a reason. But I wanted to see how she reacts because if they say. Oh yeah, now you have no reason to do. You know, you have nothing to hold you back. Will right. she accept that? <laughs> well, I think it'll be more like they won't bring it up, and they'll just offer her next job. Yeah, and she'll just take it. Yeah. Well, no, I meant like, but the thing is, like, she knows that her family's dead now. Right. But she'll be like, but I can't do this she anymore. She knows this... that they did it. It doesn't. It, uh, that part doesn't matter I don't for think, me. It, it's the fact I don't that think she, she goes. Knew. The fact that she knows that her job led to that, though, because the guy that she was in did it. Right. So, like, but now she's not going to be afraid to take the person out. You know yeah, what I mean? If, if but unless she, because he came and went for her family because she didn't kill him. Yeah, I and mean, she should have killed him. True. Okay. Yeah. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I see it that way too. So now she's not going to hesitate. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the whole purpose is that she's not going to hesitate in the future because she has an issue of shooting a gun and stuff. Which is her hesitation. Now her hesitation's gone. Yeah. Because look what happens when you hesitate. Your whole family's dead. Yeah. So, yeah. So I thought the ending was pretty good. All right. Um, I think that's it for the, the spoilers. Yeah, I think so, too, because I don't know. Bond what... girl? We could, I mean. Nah, that's too much. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll, the ones I had marked, I talked about. Oh, my question. Okay, we, since we talked a little bit about Donnie Darko, um, my question is, how did Donnie go back in time? I don't know because because the, they were setting up like, oh, okay, so that's how the rocket, like the jet engine, fell because the jet engine went through time. It yeah. went back in time. But then, how did he ride his bike so fast that he went back in time? I don't think it was his bike. It was his car. But either way, because he couldn't th- have gone that fast. In the director's cut, in the director's cut, it mentioned um, you need a, a metal body yeah, and then you need a speed, metal vessel, metal vessel speed, and I think water. Yeah, water. And but airplane, I don't think he would have drove fast enough. I, I don't. I don't know. But who knows what was in the book? Yeah. Because there could have been more to that than just because the well, airplane the was going through a storm. Right, but then there was also a mini black hole that it went through as well. Yeah, but the mini black hole could have been part of what he was seeing. Oh, it might be cellar door. Yeah, cellar door, because that had to mean something. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. That's (laughs) like that was the only thing I caught. Was like, why did I don't understand that? Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, that's a. Hopefully this next month we'll have a little more commie with uh with the the brain fucks. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz already one of the movies we meant to watch is already off the streaming service that we were going to right. watch it on, so. Yeah. All uh, right. And, I think and, with that. Yeah, anything else that's uh, uh, other than that? That's right. <laughs> Do 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 do
This is a Scott Does Stuff podcast. (laughs) 